On today's episode, we are one week out from a webinar that's totally product-led. Plus, Team Duo on Black Friday and, quote, the death of retail. And the five meetings every CEO should lead. All this and more today on Recur Now. From ProfitWell's Boston HQ, it's Tuesday, December 10th. I'm Abby Sullivan. And I'm Grace Gagnon. It's a beautiful day to subscribe. First up, your daily subscription digest. In Tinzuo's subscribed weekly newsletter, he preaches the word of loyalty with a nod to Black Friday and the supposed death of retail. We are very much in the thick of peak retail season, and Teen reminds us that, quote, the entire mindset of most retailers is to trick you into buying more stuff. And after the holiday rush has faded, to keep us coming back, retailers reward us for our so-called loyalty. They offer membership cards, coupons, points, and we are trained to come to expect that. Yeah, but Teen argues this is a messed up system. It's a race to the bottom. He considers it one of the main reasons U.S. retailers closed more than 5,800 stores last year and are on track this year to close close to 9,000. But it doesn't have to be this way. If we flip this mindset, we look at an undeniably successful business model with retailers actually asking customers to pay them for loyalty. Think about Costco, for example, a membership-based retail company whose model has caught on with companies like Lululemon, GameStop, and the master in the space, Amazon Prime. When companies put paid programs in place, everything changes, fostering a brand new revenue stream that they can use to invest in new customer-centric ideas. There are hidden costs to things like discounting, which is a huge topic of intrigue in the subscription world, primarily because most people don't actually know how to discount effectively. So with that, later in this episode, we'll show you a ProfitWell report on the dangers of discounting. And with this pay-for-loyalty model, instead of talking about margins and markups, Teen points out retailers are talking about membership churn and retention. Instead of discounting products, they're developing relationships. We'll link to resources on churn prediction, discounting, and building loyalty in your subscriber newsletter. And reInvent Growth hosts a webinar in just one week's time with Gainsight's VP of Product Growth, Travis Kaufman. It's called Product-Led Onboarding for the Enterprise. A while ago, our research proved that Product-Led Onboarding, or PLO, a direct outcome of PLG practices, can become a data-driven force throughout the customer lifecycle. That's from Despina Exodaclio. She continues, Next Tuesday, Travis explains to us why PLO notions can also apply to enterprise orgs. During it, he'll explain why product data, context of usage, infinite in-app experimentation, and ownership are just some of the considerations internal organizations need to consider when striving to optimize onboarding ROI. So who is this useful for? Well, we're eyeing product managers, sales or business development reps, product marketers, and basically any member of your product growth team. We'll link to the sign up in your subscriber newsletter with more detail on what to expect for those interested. Now let's talk meetings, the backbone of a business's communication. If you're a CEO, listen up. Medium drops a piece on the five meetings every CEO should hold, and we're intrigued. There's the status update meeting for accountability purposes, the all hands for transparency, one-on-ones to set expectations, retrospectives for feedback, and meetings regarding wins for recognition. Obviously, each of these meetings has nuances beyond its title, but we're most interested to hear how you, as a CEO, founder, or other C-suite level exec, treat meetings. They can be a serious point of contention 
attention and oftentimes unproductive, time-consuming, or an unnecessary add to switching costs. There's also staying power in rituals, though, so we're all on board for things like all-hands meetings as an opportunity for full company transparency, which we get into in an older episode of Recur Now. I'll link to that in your subscriber newsletter. And your subscription news for today is wrapped. Up next, Patrick on discounting. To put it quite simply, discounts are a virus within our current subscription community. Not because they're necessarily bad, but because we treat them like a sledgehammer instead of a scalpel. To ease in here, let's first look at the mindset of our sales and marketing teams. Just over 70% of practitioners believe that discounts should be used in some capacity to get customers to convert. On the flip side, less than 10% of us believe that discounts should only be used as an absolute last resort. This isn't necessarily a bad thing, but the level of discount we're willing to give is startling. Just under 80% of respondents believe that the appropriate discount to give is over 25%. You may be looking at these numbers and thinking this isn't that shocking, but let's lay this out for a second. Your price is the exchange rate on the value that you're providing. Your sales and marketing team's job is to justify that value to the prospect in order to get them to convert, yet most of our sales and marketing teams are saying that in actuality, your value is only three-fourths or worse. Personally, I don't think we're aware just how prevalent this phenomenon is within our businesses because discounts do get us to our goal. When profiling companies who have reached their goals with discounts versus without discounts, you'll note they both cross the finish line, but this success indicates an elementary understanding of unit economics. In reality, these discounted customers have just over double the churn as those who weren't given a discount. When broken out by the level of discount, you'll also notice a strong correlation of churn increasing as this discount level increases. These individuals have simply been trained to devalue the product or just weren't the right customers in the first place. In fact, if we strictly look at annual contracts and we look at the willingness to pay of the customer at annual renewal compared to the discount level given at the original purchase, we see a dramatic drop-off after the 30% discount mark in willingness to pay. Yet, our teams think that this is perfectly appropriate. We're essentially robbing Peter to pay Paul, where Peter is our customer success and product teams who get dumped with this problem of retention. So, should you not discount at all? No, that's not what the data says, but you need to think about a discount as a scalpel, efficiently used as a catalyst to lower the activation energy of a prospect to get them to convert and see the true value of your product with expanded willingness to pay. And finally, a teaser for recurring rhetoric, where Grace breaks down the recurring revenue terms like discounting and loyalty programs that you need to know. Grace here with recurring rhetoric that you need to know. Power pricing, overpricing, free plus premium equals freemium. Captive product pricing. For more SaaS pricing and subscription terminology, head to priceintelligently.com backslash dictionary. Happy subscribing. Find this and more like it on recurnow.com. And that's it for your December 10th episode of Recur Now. Check back here tomorrow where we do it all again. From ProfitWells Boston HQ, I'm Abby and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs>